0: you'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State Checklist and my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. Five habits that if you apply in 2023, you can expect five to 10x bigger and better results. I say bigger and better because primarily you wanna focus on progress being better. Sometimes you're climbing the ladder of success and you realize it's against the wrong wall. So better is true progress. All progress starts by telling the truth. And so in this video, I'm going to share with you five habits that if you apply in 2023, you will get at least 5 to 10x better, but also bigger progress in 2023 than you did in 2022. So let's go ahead and start. Habit number one is regularly reviewing your progress. This is something I learned from Dan Sullivan, the co-founder of Strategic Coach, and he and I even wrote a book on this topic called The Gap in the Game. But there are a few different models for reviewing your progress. And so One thing I would invite you to do is review your progress for all of 2022 combined. So look at 2022, look at all of your biggest achievements and accumulate them. Look at all of your biggest experiences, peak experiences, but also look at your biggest failures. One of the things that my wife and I have been doing with our kids is applying a concept in Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, where she talks about when you're talking to your kids at the end of each day, ask them where did they fail today and what did they learn? And so look at 2022 and also look at how did you fail? Where did you make mistakes? One thing that's beautiful about the research on future self is the idea that you're not the same person you were even three months ago. You're not the same person you were at the at the beginning of 2022. You know a lot of things that your former self didn't know. You made a lot of mistakes in 2022 that hopefully you've evolved out of, hopefully you've grown from, hopefully you've learned from. Dr. David Hawkins actually wrote a book called Power Versus Force. It's one of the most seminal books on self-development, spiritual development, but he has created what he calls the map of consciousness. It goes from 20 on that scale up to a thousand. And anything below 200 on that scale is what he calls force. And basically, that's when you're operating emotionally at a very low level. You've got feelings of shame or anger or honestly, just frustration. And so when you're operating out of force, whether that's shame, fear, anger, you're ultimately creating negative outcomes in your life. The goal of that map is that people can become aware of it and they can evolve themselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually and go up that scale hundreds of points. The 200 mark, by the way, on that scale is courage. All progress starts by telling the truth. It takes courage to approach your past, look at it, transform it, transform the meaning of it. But it also takes courage to visualize your future self and then to proactively commit and go for that. The moment of courage is actually the moment of pure commitment. Actually, I love Dan Dan Sullivan's four C's model. He says that there are four C's. First you commit, then courage, then you build capability, then you have confidence. So you commit, and the moment of full commitment is courage. You're courageously striving to be your future self now. You're willing to fail. You're willing to try new things. And so ultimately, when you're reviewing 2022 as a whole, look at the biggest gains and aggregate it. Aggregate your progress and see where you made your biggest leaps, your biggest gains, but also where you had your biggest fails. It's okay to fail from a growth mindset perspective because you actually want to approach failure. You want to learn from mistakes. You want to continuously learn. And so where are the biggest failures you had in 2022 and what were your biggest learnings? Hopefully you had some big failures. If you didn't have big failures in 2022, then you weren't playing it big. Regularly review progress. You can do this for 2022 and you can look at your 2022 and assess it. But also every single week of 2023, Take some time and just review your week. What were your biggest learnings? What were your biggest moves towards your future self? But also what were your biggest failures that you can learn from? If you're constantly reviewing your progress, then you are shaping the meaning and the narrative of your past in a really powerful way. From a psychological standpoint, in order to be happy in the present, you need two things. You need a very happy and useful past, something that you're continuously gaining wisdom from, but you also need a very exciting future. So an exciting future is a future self that's exciting, it's purposeful, it's bringing you forward. This is what Viktor Frankl found in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, that if you don't have a purpose and a goal and a future that is stretching you, that gives you hope, that gives you meaning, then then you're subtly dying in the present. But also you need a past that is something you're continuously learning from. You're shaping the meaning of, you're learning from it, you're excited about it, and you're continually humbled by your experiences and you value your experiences so much. So every week throughout 2023, review your progress, reflect on the biggest learnings, the biggest experiences, but also the biggest failures and transform all experiences to your gain. Transform every experience into learning, growth, and development. And you can do this on a daily basis. You just look back at the end of your day. That's actually a much more powerful habit rather than staring at your phone and being reactive. But to at the end of your day, look at your day. One of the things that Dan Sullivan suggests, he's been doing this for years or decades, is just reflect on three wins from the day. And wins could be tangible progress you made, but they also could be failures you learned from or just experiences you learned from. So, end of your day reflect on three forms of progress you made that you're now further than your past self at the beginning of the day because now you know better and also you've advanced further you've gained wisdom knowledge and experience and then also set the one two or three biggest wins you'll achieve tomorrow so that you're designing your life designing your day and also you're setting yourself up for sleep so that takes us to habit number two which is Going much, much deeper into flow, designing your life, designing your day, designing your weekends around flow. Psychologically, there are two core forms of flow. There is deep focus flow where you're fully deep, deeply focused on what you're doing. This is where you're kind of zoning in. You're in the zone. Everything gets blocked out. And you're kind of having a narrowing of your vision. It's kind of a tunnel vision where you're just totally deep and you're going deeper and deeper and deeper. Very few people experience this type of flow in their work because they're getting constantly hit by pings and dings. They're constantly interrupting themselves, constantly distracting themselves. And so they're never actually experiencing flow. The average person experiences less than 5% of their day in flow, but also their level of flow is very shallow. Flow is an infinite well. You can go deeper and deeper and deeper, but in order to do that, you have to turn off all notifications. You've got to actually be committed to achieving one thing really well, going for depth, not shallowness, going for quality, not quantity. So rather than trying to accomplish 10 things in a single day, which would involve task switching constantly, which means you're going very shallow, you want to do one or two really important things, important, not urgent, And then design your day about going really, really deep. The deeper you go, the bigger the transformation. The deeper you go, the bigger the insights. The deeper you go, the bigger the innovation. This is why Bill Gates is famous for doing his famous Think Weeks, where he would disappear for like two weeks, read a bunch of articles, do a lot of thinking. And for years, that's where he came up with his biggest innovations. You can design your day around that level of focus flow. But also the second form of flow is just as important, if not even more important, which is recovery flow. A lot of research shows that if you're not detaching psychologically from work, meaning you're actually letting work go, putting yourself into a novel environment, opening yourself up, then you're never fully on and you're never fully off. You're never actually going deep. And also because you're kind of bouncing from thing to thing to thing while you're working, you're going to do that same thing while you're not working. You're going to constantly be checking your email, constantly be on and off, never fully present, never fully deep. And so ultimately you want to recover very well. You want to have flow-based recovery activities such as connecting with family. The beautiful part about recovery flow is is it's more expansive. It's kind of like taking a trip. I'm actually literally in Costa Rica as we film this for a three-week trip. This is literally the only day that I'm choosing to work. Just to film a handful of YouTube videos. When you're doing big forms of recovery, you start to see the forest for the trees, but also you see new angles of the forest. You see new options, new opportunities that you couldn't see if you're in tight focus. Actually, research shows that 16% of creative ideas happen while you're tightly focused at work. Most of them will happen while you're recovering. This is why you have aha moments while you're in the shower. But also a key aspect of, fo- of recovery flow is setting yourself up for sleep, designing and committing to high quality sleep. I like what Ryan Holiday said in his recent book, Discipline is Destiny. He said it takes discipline to recover. It takes discipline to sleep. And so you want to set yourself up for at least seven plus hours of high quality sleep because it's during your sleep that your brain transforms the most. It's during your sleep that if you focused a lot, if you learned a lot, then your brain is actually going to transform that learning into new insights. So rather than looking at your phone before bed, you actually have a true recovery, a true form of recovery where you're connecting with your family, you're having as high of quality and as high of interest And focus, as weird as that sounds, outside of work as you do inside of work and you commit to high quality sleep. So that's habit number two is build your life, build your days, weeks, and months around focus and recovery flow. On a daily basis, it's about doing no more than two or three things very deep and then fully unplugging and then going into play mode, going into recovery mode, being your best self outside of work and ultimately optimizing for sleep. You can do this on a weekly basis where you have pure focus days and then you have pure recovery days maybe two or three days a week where there's just absolutely no work. You keep your phone away from your body for longer periods of time. The longer you keep your phone away from your body, ultimately the better for your focus and for your creativity, for your focus flow and your recovery flow. So that now takes us to habit number three, which is raising your floor in the key areas of your life. We all have a floor. The floor is our minimum standard. So you have a floor on how you approach your day. You wake up, and you have a floor on like the quality of food you eat throughout that day, the floor is your is your absolute worst. Your ceiling is your absolute best. And as people were somewhere in the middle, we're the average of our ceiling and our floor. Well, a key thing that very few people do is they actually raise their floor. Raising your floor means letting go of the activities and behaviors that you know are holding you back. So if you raised your floor, for example, on the amount of time you spent mindlessly wandering on your phone, maybe you'll go from two hours a day to one hour a day. You just raised your floor by an hour or by 50%. But if you raise your floor in the key areas which you know are holding you back, you will actually experience exponential results. Because let me give myself as an example. If I used my phone reactively and randomly for an hour less a day and I replaced that with very high quality, for example, reading books or just recovery, I cannot predict the insights I'll get by reading those books rather than just sitting and mindlessly wandering. You want to actually apply the 80-20 principle when it comes to input. 80% 80% of your inputs should be education, 20% should be entertainment, and also the quality of your inputs determines the quality of your outputs. And so, if you're constantly consuming low level or low quality, low frequency information, then that's shaping your mental model, it's shaping your goals. And generally, if you're that kind of person where you're sh- uh, consuming low level information, then you're not going to have a big vision for your future self. You're going to have very low-level visions for your future self. So if you eliminate that, you raise your floor in terms of the quality of the information you consume, also the quantity. Raise your floor so you're consuming less unless it's better. Better books, better information, better podcasts, etc. But everything you consume in is of higher and higher quality. You're raising your floor on the quality of information you consume, the quality of food, also the quality of people, the quality of experiences. How you do anything is how you do everything. And this is what the floor is all about. The floor is your actual standard as a person. If you have a really low floor, then what that means is you actually have a very low standard and your standard is another aspect of your identity. Your identity and your standard are one and the same. So when you raise your floor, you've just raised your standard, which is raising your identity. So if you raise your floor in terms of the information you consume, remove information that is conflicting to your future self, remove any information or or any terms of people, experiences, food, et cetera, and even behaviors and habits, so, as an example, what does your floor look like in the morning? when you wake up, do you immediately like start checking social media? Like, is your floor really low immediately from the start, or do you wake up with a designed day and you start really well? you start straight from flow? You get yourself into a flow state. Obviously, evening and morning routine would dictate in a lot of ways the momentum you have. If you go to bed with with commitment to sleep and if you've already kind of visualized and mapped out your day and made commitments, this is another beautiful thing, by the way, which is and, and, and raising your floor is another way of saying committing to a higher level. Your identity is what you're most committed to. Your identity is your standard. Your identity is your floor. So regularly, when you go to bed and you're getting and you're committing to go to sleep, go to bed with the commitment of what you are going to accomplish tomorrow as your future self. It shouldn't be like more than like two or three things, but it's about depth. Watching yourself make and keep commitments is a big aspect of raising your floor. So if you commit that you're going to, for example, if you're a writer, wake up and write 2000 words or focus for two or three hours and you do it, Then you've just built confidence because confidence comes from making and keeping commitments to yourself. Confidence is another word for self-trust. And so ultimately, a big aspect of raising your floor is about making and keeping commitments to yourself, which raises your standards, raises your subconscious, what Gary Katie would call your deserve level. We all have a subconscious that tells us what we believe we deserve. As Dr. David Hawkins would say, your unconscious will only allow you to have what you believe you deserve. And that has everything to do with your unconscious and your emotions. This is why all progress starts by telling the truth. This is why when you raise your floor, your ceiling actually goes up exponentially. If you rose your floor and eliminated low-quality stuff and replaced it with higher-quality stuff and it was more related to your future self, more related to your goals, your vision for your future self would go up by 5 to 10x. You don't don't expand your ceiling by just thinking bigger, although that helps. You do it by raising your floor, raising your integrity, removing the low-quality stuff that's honestly keeping your thinking Keeping your subconscious down. As you raise your floor, and then as you replace it with higher and higher quality inputs, people, and experiences, and making commitments that you will actually follow through and achieve things, your vision for your future self will go through the roof. And so your view of your future self will get bigger and bigger, and you'll get better and better at making bigger commitments and then courageously chasing those commitments. And that's where you'll develop capability and confidence that will blow people away. You can actually grow more in a year than most people do in a decade. By raising your floor, by making commitments and following through and then doing it every single day, going for depth, not shallowness, actually being in a flow state, not being reactive and distracted like the masses. Most people are, are not in flow. Most people, they wake up distracted. They, they've got a really low floor, very low ceiling as well because their floor is so low. And they're just scraping surfaces reactively. They're jumping from thing to thing, experiencing very little flow, very little high level quality, sleep and recovery. But you can train your brain to transform Every night when you sleep, you do that by going through deep focused work where you're really challenging yourself to learn something and then you fully recover. And while you're sleeping, your brain processes it. Also visualizing your future self at night and then making commitments the night before and following through with them, putting the important before the urgent and having a really high ceiling of momentum first thing in the morning. If you start your day with a massive ceiling and you're proactive, not reactive, you're focused on the important, not the urgent. Then all of a sudden you've got a really high ceiling in the beginning and, and your life is about simplicity, not about complexity. So number three is about raising your floor in all aspects of your life. This is how you transform your identity. This is how you transform your ceiling. This is how you transform your subconscious. Number four comes from a book that I read in 2022 called Go for No. Yes is the destination, but no is how you get there. This is about making power moves towards your future self. It's, it's literally about going for no. So this is a, a way that you actually like make massive strides towards your future self. You go for bigger and bigger no's And then eventually you learn how to make those no's your standard. As an example, I know someone who is a public speaker. And like, let's just say that their speaking fee is 10 grand. Well, if they want to go for no, they'd start saying their fee is 25 or 30 or 40 grand. And they're getting no's. They're getting no and no and no and bigger no's. You could go for no in any such way. You could pitch yourself to a new job or for a new position or for a raise. You could go for no on all sorts of things. But you want to go for many, many no's and bigger and bigger no's. You want to have really impressive no's and this has nothing to do with impressing anyone else. It's about you actually actually committing and actually trying things. L- like literally, you're trying for bigger and bigger no's. I, I love the concept. I-, I think I originally learned it from Darren Hardy, but he said that you can change your life with twenty seconds of courage each day. Twenty seconds. You don't need to be courageous twenty four seven. You really only need to be courageous like twenty seconds, thirty seconds, a minute every day. But you're actually like being courageous. You're you're going for no and and you get better and better at getting rejected, you get better and better at not taking it personally. You're just going for no. And eventually you start to get yeses at that higher level. And once you get a yes at that higher level, honestly, like the speaker, for example, the speaker who gets a regular fee of 10 grand, but they start going for no and they all of a sudden get one at like 25 grand. Getting that one yes at the higher level, transforms their confidence, that shows them that, wow, I can now set a new standard. And then they can now make that their minimum standard and start saying no to the other things, the things that they used to say yes to. So if you start going for no a lot more and a lot bigger, a lot more consistently in 2023, what could you do? So I'm gonna cover the first four and then I'm gonna share with you the fifth and final. The first one is review your progress regularly, transform every experience into what Dan Solden would call gain. But literally you're seeing, you're reflecting on your biggest learnings, but also your biggest failures. And hopefully you're having bigger and bigger failures to use Carol Dweck's research That's how you build a growth mindset is you're having bigger and bigger failures, but also you're learning from those. You're regularly learning. You're not hiding from your failures. Number two is about optimizing your life for focus and recovery flow, going much deeper into flow, because the deeper you go, the bigger the transformations, the deeper, the more the insights. If you build your life around focus and recovery flow, then you're doing less but better. And you're ultimately going to be about higher quality in all things. Number three is about raising your floor, which is raising your standard and, and ultimately raising the standard and the quality of everything you put in, but also the, the quality of everything you do. And that includes everyone you're around. Number four is about going for no. Going for no means you're like literally pushing the ceiling. You're trying to, you're you're striving for really big opportunities and you're very comfortable getting rejected regularly. And if you're not getting rejected regularly, then that means you're not actually going for it. So hopefully you're going for no in a massive way and hopefully you're getting lots of really big, bigger and bigger rejections. And ultimately you're gonna have a breakthrough where some of those are gonna turn out to be yeses, which you never would have gotten if you weren't going for no. The fifth and final habit to having a 10X year in 2023 is about connecting more with God and with your family. This is about you putting first things first. This is about you connecting to your higher power and you ultimately connecting with your family. One of the things that I learned when I read the book by Bessel van der Kolk called The Body Keeps the Score is obviously that trauma in a lot of ways has to do with your relationship with your parents. And so whether your parents are alive or dead, you'll ultimately want to navigate that relationship and heal and transform that. If you've got kids, if you got a spouse, ultimately that should be one of your top priorities. And then, Getting your relationship with God right. If you put God first in the morning, he will shape all of your thoughts throughout the day. I myself am an absolute believer in God. I pray even before I make a video like this. I pray morning, noon, and night. I pray throughout the day because I know that there is a higher power. And if I'm aligned with that, then infinite things become possible for me. So ultimately, at the end of the day, part of my meditation, visualizing my future self, is about connecting with God. Connecting with God, asking for big things, um, and, and ultimately learning how to grow closer to God so that I become connected to all things and so that my priorities become clear and clear, higher and higher. The more I connect with God, the more my future self expands. The more I connect with God, the more my past self is transformed. And I become I'm just humbled and blown away by life, but also anything becomes possible. Anything and everything becomes possible. Habit number five is about first things first, connecting with your higher power, putting your higher power first, and ultimately putting your family first and second. Like if these things are out of whack then all else is for naught. But if these things are in place, then you will have so much clarity, so much simplicity, and you will be ultimately making bigger and bigger gains towards your future self. and, And anything becomes possible to you. So those are the five habits that if you approach in 2023, your future self will 10X. You could have a 10X year. I'm confident I'm gonna have a 10X year towards my future self in 2023. I'm going to achieve and transform at least 10 times as much in key areas as I did in 2022. And I invite you to do the same. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in and get immediate access to all the goodies. The one-page Future Self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it. The full Future Self course and other goodies, such as my Peak State Checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times. And my ebook, Slipstream Time Hacking. Go to futureself.com, get those free goodies. And until next time, Be your future self now. Talk to you soon.